0: This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Would you believe me if I told you that Dave and I are evaluating some offers from Patagonia and Sims? To be models for some of their latest lines of fly fishing clothing well i hope your response is like dave's i hope you wouldn't believe me and that you're not that gullible because that is simply not going to happen for the record no one has ever approached us saying hey we'd like you to be our models for our next catalog with our line of summer fly fishing clothing uh, that's not going to happen, all right. But that that doesn't mean that we could care less about what we wear to the river or stream. I mean, Dave and I have learned that how you dress when you fly fish is the key to comfort, but not only comfort; it's also the key to safety. Now, that's true any time of year, and maybe you could even argue that it's more critical in the spring or the fall when the when the weather can be more extreme and it can get colder, but But today we're going to talk about summer, and that's the current season we're enjoying. Although I probably ought to put enjoying in quotation marks because it's in the high 80s today here as we record this podcast, and uh, hopefully the sweat's not pouring off of us or we'll lose (laughs) any hope we have of of our modeling contract, huh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, there's, there's the 80s in Chicago, and then there's the 80s in, oh. in the mountains in Montana or Colorado, right? And the 80s here, the high 80s are really, really humid. So it's a brutal day.
0: Yeah, when the humidity is like the temperature, uh, you know you're <laughs> in trouble. Man. Uh, so in our minds, we're... Uh, remember the old James Taylor song, In My Mind, I'm Going to Carolina? Well, for us, it's in my mind, In My Mind, I'm Going to Colorado. <laughs> Oh, man, up in the mountains where it's cool. There's a cool breeze blowing. And uh, anyway, I digress. We're supposed to be talking about apparel. So, Dave, let's just jump in. What in the world do you need to wear to the river or the stream? Well, why don't we start at the top?
1: A really good hat or cap. Uh, The one thing I historically have always worn as a cap and generally i have purchased lots and lots of fly fishing caps from my favorite fly fishing shops out in montana Finns and feathers uh parks fly fishing shop uh, blue ribbon the blue ribbon yeah down in west yellowstone and there's always uh there's always another cap to buy so i'm a big big fan of caps I think in recent years, mostly because I follow everything you do, everything you do, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So just recently, we should just just as a pause here. So Steve texts me recently. He goes, "Hey Dave, I just picked up some uh, um, a loom, yeah, replacement bars for my Patagonia boots, which um, our boots have gotten worn. Well, I bought the Patagonia boots after he did." And then his bars got real thin, so he replaced them. And so when he texted me, I went, oh, I need to do that too. And so here's the crazy story. When I ordered the bars, I ordered the large bars and and it, because it didn't tell you which sizes of shoe in that. So I ordered the large, I got them and it said, no, you have to have shoes 12 or bigger. Well, my shoe size is 10. So I had to return them. So I tell Steve, I text him, I said, hey, I got these uh, aluminum bars, but I had to return them. He goes, that's exactly what happened to me as well. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Except here's the bad part. When I looked at it, it really did say uh, large 12 to 14, medium oh. 9 to 11. So oh. I, I flat out missed that part because I have 11s. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, well, I guess we just didn't read. That's something I no. would do. That's not something you do, though. <laughs>
0: Let's get back to the cap
1: though. Uh, Today I have a Patagonia cap that I wear uh, when I'm fly fishing and I think it's going to rain because it has Gore-Tex. It's a Gore-Tex cap. Again, these caps are expensive. I think mine was 40 or 45 dollars and you can get them on sale occasionally but if you get a Patagonia or a Sims cap, I think you have a Sims cap. They're expensive but I'm telling you, there's nothing like having your hair mostly dry when it's raining out and it's pouring out. Those caps just are better caps than the cloth cap, especially in the cooler parts of spring or the cooler parts of fall. And it does start to it does start to to rain or something. So I think that a cap, whether it's a wide brimmed, uh, more of a hat, you have that traditional fly fisher uh, hat that people like to wear. I don't like it. I I don't know, for some reason it seems <laughs> flamboyant in the sense yeah. of too, too out there. But I've I'm, I'm just not worn hats. I grew up with a father who wore and to this day still wears a cowboy hat out into public. And my dad wears suits. He wears suits and boots and he wears these high-end uh, cowboy hats. I mean, very elegant cowboy hats. That's my dad. I've always avoided that, but I do wear caps, and I think you, whatever it is, you need something when
0: you're fly fishing. Yeah, you actually didn't follow my example on this, because I have the Sims uh, <laughs> Gore-Tex cap, but, but yeah, you're right. I, I mean, Gore-Tex, if you get a Gore-Tex cap, you're going to love that. And I used to just wear my cotton St. Louis Cardinals baseball cap, and that was fine until it rained, but I'll tell you, the Gore-Tex is great. I I first got one of those, I was, it's this funny thing, I was... I was in a suburb outside of Toronto, in Ontario, and and they have these uh, these sale stores S A I L, which would be kind of like our Bass Pro here in the 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 U S. And uh, that's the first place I saw these. So I bought one, and I liked it so much. I've I've almost worn it out, and it's you know it looks a little bit beat up. So I bought another one last year. I think I ordered it, or maybe I got it in Bozeman. And then I, I kind of wear that. That's sort of my dress cap. You know, when, when you and your wife, Jana, and, and my wife, Priscilla, and I, we went out to eat here a couple of weeks ago. I wore that. It was sort of, a, sort of my, uh, you know, that, that's my extent of dressing up. That was, uh, hey, the night out in the town, I'm going to wear my Sims <laughs> cap. Man, we needed it, too. Remember how it poured we down did. raining? Dad, Hey, uh, why didn't we take any pictures I don't know, because we were trying to, we were so hungry, we were devouring our food. <laughs> we Either that or shielding ourselves from the rain. That yeah. was
1: bad. I mean, it came down sideways, almost around oh, the corner.
0: I know, and we're eating in this restaurant that had some outdoor seating that's, that's, uh, you know, it's got a, not really an awning, but, uh, you know, what would you call that, a veranda? I don't know yeah, what the word is. Yeah, something like but, that. But, you know, it's it's open, so the the rain blew in to where we were uh, sitting, and so. Uh, but that's another story. But yeah, I had the the point is I had my trusty Sims cap on. But you're right. You know, good, good cap. I mean, it doesn't have to be that. I used to wear a felt hat, kind of the Indiana Jones kind of thing. But yeah, like you said, I felt a little bit flamboyant, and uh, you know, some fly fishers like a like a broader brimmed. Cap. Uh, some like the ones with a, It looks like the mullet on the back of it that can protect <laughs> your neck. Uh, a lot of options, but I tell you what, I, I pretty much guarantee if you get a, if you get a good Gore-Tex cap, the Patagonia, the Sims. I'm sure there's others out there now. Uh, it's it's hard to go back to those uh, just because it. They're they're light, they're cool, they breathe, so you don't get too hot. But when it rains, it makes a huge difference. All right, so we started at the top with a good hat. Probably the next thing we ought to consider is a pair of, of polarizing sunglasses. And that might seem like a given, but uh, it's so important. I mean, the, the, the polar, and, and I think most sunglasses anymore seem to have polarized lenses, but you want to make sure that they are polarized because not only does that cut the glare. Uh, you know, makes things safer for your eyes. But when you're looking at the surface of the river, or the stream, uh, you can see into the river, into the current easier. You can spot fish, you can spot rocks, you can see where you're stepping. Uh, you kind of get a sense as to where your fly needs to be. So make sure you have polarizing sunglasses. Uh, I got a pair at Costco about a year ago. They're prescription sunglasses and they weren't that much. And what I like about them is that they are a little bit lighter, um, you know, kind of a brown tint to them. But they're light enough where I can actually—they uh, they, do—they do the job outside. But if I walk inside, uh, you know, into a gas station or a fly shop, I can—I can keep those things on and I can still see what I'm—I'm I'm doing. So, yeah, whether you know, maybe you wear contacts. All you need is just a cheap pair of, you know polarizing sunglasses, or if you get prescriptions, a lot of options, but yeah, don't leave home without those babies.
1: All right, so the next one is uh, a neck gaiter, which keeps the sun off your, your neck and face. And interestingly, during COVID, uh, and since the shelter in place order in March, I probably ordered four or five of these.
0: Every time I see you, you're wearing a different gator, man. You talk about <laughs> style, huh? You're, you're the man. You are going to be, you you do want to be a model. <laughs> I think my days
1: have passed. I think my days were passed even when I was 18. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually use it for a mask. So I'll, I'll wear the gator and then I'll wear the mask if I'm stepping into Starbucks to grab something. But I, I have a bunch of these and I love these gators. I think they're basic to uh, being out in the river. It protects your neck from the sun, protects your face from the sun. I don't know what else to say. A neck gaiter to me is fu- is foundational.
0: Yeah, and again, you can accomplish the same thing if you wear one of those mullet, what I call the mullet caps that, you know, have that big flap that comes down in the back. But uh, yeah, the the gaiter's so versatile, isn't it? You can you can put it up in your face, protect your ears. Uh, works in the fall when it's cool, provides some warmth. Maybe that's the only thing I don't like in the summer. Uh, depending on how tight that gaiter is, it, it can feel a little bit warm. But yeah, that's, well, and you can take the thing off and make a tourniquet of it, which I think I've done before when I've, uh, you know, scratched my leg or something else. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's kind of like a bandana, you know. Yeah. The, the bandana is the uh, duct tape of clothing. <laughs> apparel, I guess all right well uh, I guess the next item would be so what kind of a shirt are you going to wear and I really like the nylon fly fishing shirts I have to confess a few years ago I thought oh yeah that's just designed to to sell money you know fly fishing is a gadget intensive sport It's like somebody you know came up with these just so we we have this uniform but I'll tell you what in fact, I'm wearing my nylon fly fishing shirt today. I, I wear it all the time, even to work, because it, it's so cool. But, you know, it's, it's this, uh, I don't know what it is. It's kind of a nylon material. I suppose I should take it off and look at the tag to see what it's made out of. But it, it is a very light fabric, so it breathes. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I wear a long sleeve version even in the summer because it keeps the uh, the sun off of your arms. And then it's just, you know, one other place I don't have to apply sunscreen. So yeah, the, the nylon fly fishing shirt, preferably long sleeved. And then while you're at it, I mean, a dry fit t-shirt. Yeah. And really dry fit everything. If you, if you just remember one, one big idea from this podcast, just take away the word dry fit, because you know, dry fit everything is great it it dries quickly it doesn't get waterlogged. It, it breathes it keeps moisture off of you so yeah dry fit uh, is, is just the way to go but i i would say a nylon uh, fly fishing shirt or if you want something even lighter you could get a like a dry fit like a t-shirt but i would get a long sleeved one i have a couple from different fly shops and sometimes if it's really warm and i don't want to t-shirt and that long sleeve shirt. I'll just put that on. But again, I I really like the long sleeve. It's going to keep the sun off your arms.
1: I've become a Sims model, truly, during COVID because one, I don't travel much anymore going to clients. I don't dress up to go to work. And I never really dressed up that much to go to work except when I had client meetings. But even now I go to the office and I'm in this office building and I'm the only one in there so I can still go in. And, and so I often will wear dry fit pants. Like today I'm wearing dry fit uh, shorts with a, uh, a Sims dry fit hooded, uh, it's, it's like a sweatshirt but it's a real thin, it's not a sweatshirt, it's like a thin t-shirt. Um, with fins and feathers on the back of it a hooded hooded but it's so light and then I went out to eat with my uh, daughter she came over and so I had my neck gator on as my <laughs> <laughs> as my mask I, I wasn't wearing it as a mask obviously until I walked into the place where we were headed but I mean it looked like I was fly fishing I was headed out to the river so uh I be beca- oh. I, I really am a sims model
0: yeah. Well, I'm trying to envision the back of your shirt when you say there are fins and feathers on it. Do you mean the, the logo for fins and feathers <laughs> store or are there are actual fins and feathers on your shirt? Yeah, I think we know what that is. They're... Yeah, okay, yeah. I, I was trying to be funny. But actually, the other thing I can't get out of my mind is I thought you were going to say that since there's nobody around in the office, you you don't have your pants on. You know, you, you hear newscasters that do this. You know, you see them in a suit and tie, but, you know, it turns out they're just wearing cutoffs or gym shorts or something. So, yeah, I, I just thought I would ask. Something else that's really important is to have a rain jacket. I, man, you just never know when you're going to get caught in a in a rain shower, and especially if you happen to be fishing the West, although it could apply anywhere. Uh, I have a light and... <laughs> here we go again it's the Sims theme but when I lived in Bozeman uh, I I got some good deals from the Sims store and I uh, I remember getting a light rain jacket that I still use today and and I I always put that in my pack even if it's 90 degrees out it's usually there because you never know when you'll get a rain shower and and you know Dave you and I we've had some days in the West where it's 90 degrees and then all of a sudden you get a rain shower but not just a rain shower uh, the weather changes and all of a sudden it's 63 Yeah, and, and so that, that rain jacket provides another layer of warmth if I need it, especially in the evening or early morning, but then it provides protection against rain. I guess another th- question I, I have, this isn't a podcast about wading boots or waders, but, and, and we've talked about this before, you know, there's a lot of options for wet wading, but, uh, what would you say, Dave, in terms of, of both you know, waders, pants, uh, boots, sandals, uh, wow. what are some good options there?
1: Well, just in general for wading boots, you and I both use the Patagonia foot tractors and I'll wear them in the summer as well. Uh, I don't wear them if I'm hiking a long ways because of the, the aluminum bars and those uh, tend to get worn down quickly. So... Well, not quickly, not like in a hike, but over the course of three or four years, those aluminum bars become thin and worn and you have to replace them. In fact, we just mentioned uh, about purchasing um, some aluminum bars uh, for, for both of our boots. But so in the summertime though, I often will wear uh, sandals, waiting sandals, and there's no traction on those sandals. So you have to be really careful. I I purchased a pair of, I think it was Sims Rip Wrap. they're old, it's the old model, I think they don't have those anymore. And they, when I purchased them, were probably on sale for 80 or 90 bucks, but generally they go for about 120, 130. I don't know that you need those um, you know, you can just wear your wading boots. If you're fishing the big rivers, I would never walk into a big river with a wading sandal, but I do have a pair of wading sandals and I do wear them. And I think, um, they're nice. They're just a nice addition to have. I don't think they're a must have. Obviously the wading boots, the must have, but I don't think wading sandals are a must have. I went for many years without, without having the wading sandals and I just don't use them that often. In fact, I purchased them only because they were I mean, I, I may have gotten them for like sixty bucks. They were having a closeout, and and they were trying to get rid of them. So I'm sure that that model doesn't exist anymore. So I, I think wading sandals are great in the summer um, if you're if you're if you're not wading really really fast moving water.
0: Yeah, and another option too if if you're hiking in a ways just wear your regular hiking boots and then uh, have a little day pack with with a. Sp- Pair of wading sandals on, so then you can take your socks off and your wading, your hiking boots off, put on those wading sandals, fish. But then when you walk out, you don't have to walk out in something that's soaking wet and really doesn't have the the kind of traction that you want or the the kind of uh, support you want for the trail. By the way, Dave, one other thing before we move on, we mentioned that we have the Patagonia Foot Tractors. That would be the the older ones before they started working with Danner and now they have these beautiful Danner boots with Pat- Patagonia foot tractor soles. Uh, the problem is uh, for you and me, they're about a bit out of our price range. Well, we, we could afford them, but uh, I don't really want to you know, get a home equity loan or, uh, <laughs> or actually there, there's other things I can do with that, that money. So if, if you really like those, I mean, fine, but, uh, uh, anyway, we, we have the older model of Patagonia Foot Tractors. and I think you can still find some of those at, at places, and if you do, they're certainly worth the price. Dave, what are some other accessories that you really can't live without in the summer? And we're, we're getting a little bit beyond uh, clothing here, but uh, anything else that you ought to think about?
1: Certainly water is a big issue. So a water bottle, some, uh, some form of water bottle, I I personally don't like carrying uh, like a steel water bottle or whatever, not steel, (laughs) aluminum water bottle. I don't, I mean, I tend to carry plastic uh, water bottles and put a couple of them in my uh, fanny pack um, or in in my vest in some way. But I think it's basic, and even if you're only a half mile from the truck, Uh, you know, sooner or later, you're going to be a mile or two away from the truck as you work up river or work down river. And so obviously water, I I think it's patently obvious, but I think we need to say it.
0: Yep, it is. Uh, Mosquito repellent's the same thing. You've got to have that uh, just depending on where you're fishing. And I've been so excited sometimes, so desperate to get out onto the stream that I've left that in the truck. And and then I get out there and there's, uh, yeah, there's mosquitoes, there's big horse flies. And so, yeah, that's another one not to forget.
1: Another is pain reliever, and I'm always taking uh, Advil with me. For some reason, sometimes either coming off the water after a a long day, maybe it's because I'm you know maybe because I'm dehydrated. I don't know. Even when I'm high up in Yellowstone National Park or hiking, you know, higher up for a higher mountain lake or uh, to a stream that's at a higher elevation, I get a headache, and so. It's, seems like i always need advil so (laughs) i always carry advil inside my fly vest uh in some form whether it's just in a little plastic bag but it's it's to me it's basic it's 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 a basic part of my clothing almost in a sense i i I almost think of it like that
0: boy i agree dave I've, i've done the same thing and i i put in a little first aid kit as well it doesn't have to be elaborate but uh, even to make sure that you've got some gauze, but then, you know, a couple band-aids. I mean, you never know when you're going to hook yourself or uh, when you might hook me, your back cast <laughs> ends up in my ear. You no, know, that's never happened. I've probably done that to you. You've never done that to me. But, yeah, you know, we, we've each gotten, you know, tying on a hook and your finger slips or something. You never know. So, yeah, important to have that pain reliever and maybe, maybe that little uh, – yeah, you know, that some sort of a first aid kit. doesn't have to be elaborate, but you need something. And then maybe the last thing I'd add would be some extra socks if you're doing a lot of hiking. You know, when we go back, uh, you know, below Tower, Fall on the Yellowstone, we hike up three-plus miles. I, I'll sometimes, after we fished a while, but right before we leave, I'll, I'll just change my socks and uh, uh, not to scare the grizzlies away with the uh, – <laughs> Yeah, with the, the sock odor, but, yeah, there's nothing like getting a fresh pair of socks on. I learned that a number of years ago when I did a lot of hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park. Just changing your socks can really refresh your feet. So, uh, yeah, that that's another one. So I think we've made it from head to toe, right?
1: I wanted to add one more thing and circle back to the rain jacket and just say I have been frustrated through the years trying to find an inexpensive, a light. Uh, jacket that repels water um, anytime you get into Gore-Tex you get into two three hundred dollars yep. and and so it's an ongoing challenge I keep looking for sales and and I have a light rain jacket but it's it's a, it's a shell that doesn't you know if it's really coming down you're going to get wet right and it's yep. okay if it's the summer and the temps are dropping and you have waders on but if you're fishing in early spring or late fall, uh, you really need something a little heavier that does actually repel the rain or or drizzle, just like Gore-Tex. So it's just an ongoing frustration. So if any of you have found anything online or that you like that's truly Gore-Tex or something like Gore-Tex that does a good job of repelling water, you know, post a comment I, I mean I'd be open to purchasing something like that
0: well and that's a good point dave i mean you know I joked a little bit ago about having to mortgage your house for a you know a pair of waiting boots but if, if i'm gonna spend some money on something yeah a light rain jacket might be it because you're you're right it's hard to it's hard to find one that works without spending the money and i I think that Sims, I got it at a bargain basement price for like $99, and this was this was 15, 16 years ago, and I'm still using that thing, and you know what, I'll even use it in the, the late fall, early spring when it's cold, I just, you know, I, I just layer, I have other layers, but then that goes on the top, so if you get a, a light rain jacket, you can actually use it in all seasons, and it might last a long time, so yeah, th- there might be a place where you want to spend some money. All right, so remember how you dress uh, when you fly fish in the summer is really the key to comfort and safety. And what's true in the summer is just as true in the fall and the, the, the winter, the the, the spring uh, as well. So uh, dress for uh, success. Here are a couple of comments that made me laugh, but at Dave's expense, and it's Dave's fault. So here's what happened. A while back, Dave posted a photo that I took of him sitting on a log near the river's edge, and it was on a hot summer day, so Dave was wearing shorts. And I think this is on Instagram or Facebook or something. Well, in the caption of his photo, Dave, you made reference to your white (laughs) legs, so that's why I say it's your fault. And that was a big mistake, because here are a couple of hilarious comments and reply. And I was going to ask if you wanted me to read them, or you want to read them, but I'll, I'll go ahead and read them, because I just enjoy this so much. So, here we go. <laughs> Drum roll. Bob said, with those white legs, I think he just spooked the fish a half mile up and down the stream. <laughs> <laughs> ah, and then here here's my favorite. Our friend David said on the bright side, and by the way I don't know if that was pun intended or not, but he said on the bright side, if you get lost, you'll be easier for searchers to spot from thirty thousand feet up. <laughs> oh man. And and we and we wonder why we're not chosen as models for fly fishing apparel, huh? <laughs> i think it's i think it's too late for us steve i know man yes well that's that's how it goes that's how it goes
1: by the way i just purchased uh some light shorts dry fit type shorts from a new brand called free fly apparel and they ended up in my data feed on Instagram for some reason and I looked at them and I been looking I needed to add a couple extra pair to my to my drawer and because I I realized it was in the summertime I only had one pair and I started wearing them to work and my fly fishing shorts to work and and so I purchased a pair but in the process you go to their website go through their checkout go through their store and you realize they are really beautiful people I mean they are really, really beautiful people. And, and it just confirmed for me that you and I just aren't going there, right? I mean, that's not
0: happening. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Well, yeah, I guess the question I have is, uh, uh, if these are really light shorts, can you tell where the, the shorts stop and the leg starts, or is, is there just a, uh, a real uh, transition there that's not even noticeable? <laughs>
1: oh, well, my legs are so white, what? you can see that transition pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Yeah, well, that that's it. When I wear my tan shorts, sometimes my fan, my daughters will say, so are you wearing any pants at all? It looks like... Ah, thanks a lot. I mean, my, oh, I know gosh. my legs are are they're kind of white, but, uh, <laughs> hey, maybe after this 89-degree uh, day that we're recording in, uh, I think I'm going to leave the office and go out and get some sun, huh? <laughs> Red is better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, then they'll really be able to, the searchers will be able to spot us. Your white legs and my lobster red ones. Oh, man. i tell you what, I think we better end this before it gets any crazier. Hey, this has been a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us. That's all for today. Uh, We appreciate you listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Goetz. Until next time, we are two. A uh, white legged guys in a river. <laughs> for the love of modeling,
1: for the aspiration of modeling, <laughs> and for the love of fly fishing.